Hey, welcome to Come Queens. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Grace. On this week's episode, we talk about endometriosis. So, <laughs> this one was fucked up. Yeah, I, so I, like, I'm surprised, like, I never really learned about this disease in we school. We should all be learning when about we're it. in high school and sex ed and all that. Um, or, or just, like, anyone who's getting a period right. should know that this could happen this to them. This is a possibility. I mean, it's so, it's common. It's one in ten. Yeah, and I feel like I know people who are like, oh, mm-hmm. I have endometriosis. But I didn't know to the extent of what the fuck they're going through. Holy crap, my uh, uterus was hurting You're reading like, about sympathy all hurt, this. Sympathy yeah. pain. Oh, my God. I yeah, I watched these YouTube videos of these people just talking about like just that it's completely indescribable how, how much intense pain. the pain is. Um, yeah, they're like... Uh, Picture your regular period cramps and then multiply that by like 10 or 100. Oh, my God. And then that's day- that's like your every day. And it feels hard enough sometimes just to get through like a, a regular. A regular period. A yeah. regular period. Although I have to say after this, I did have some questions because there are like levels of endometriosis. And I've always thought that my um, that my IUD is what started to make my periods hurt way, way worse than they mm. did before. I do. I'm down like a day. I don't know. I don't know. Some of the other symptoms, I was like, is this like frequent urination? I have that. But I also oh, I drink. I definitely have that. I drink, I drink a lot. A lot. <laughs> but like there's this, and then sometimes pain. I only have like one spot of pain during sex. I don't know. It definitely made me be like, mm-hmm. I should pay more attention right. next time. Um, but I guess it. this is when tissue that is similar to your womb lining grows elsewhere. So. Yeah. Uh, it can grow in your ovaries, your fallopian tubes, um, behind your uterus. Yeah, your pelvis. Oh, my God. I mean, everywhere. it just sounds like yeah. it goes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a progressive disease, too. So if you don't catch it early, it's just going to keep – your body's just going to be, like, sending out these messages. More of this. And they never told us. Like, I, And they don't – the truth is they don't know exactly what causes it either. Um, yeah, they're like, oh, it's somewhere on the cellular level. We think something with hormones and it's probably genetic, you know. But they're not. They're not sure. They just they have a couple treatments for it. Um, and not all of your symptoms are actually related to menstruation, which I think is something else that like right throws people for a loop, mm-hmm. you know. But then they just. I mean, I do feel like people all the time, like if you say like, wow, my period hurts, they're just like, tough it out. You'll be fine. Oh, yeah. You all go through it. Yeah. But if you. With men and women, like it's like, oh, yeah, you're that's what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to be in pain. Yeah. And if you're so if you're having beginning of the episode, if you're having some fucking fucked up period pain, talk to a doctor. Yeah. Like. It's probably not normal if you're like doubled over and can't do anything right but it can also like cause um it can cause some people it presents more just in your bowels which like we all get right yeah this is where i was thinking i was like we all get period shits yeah Yeah. that happens to all of us um oh but i just want to clarify what's crazy about this it's tissue that is like your um endo endometrial tissue 
but it acts just like it and it actually breaks down and bleeds and it's creating like the menstrual cycle on the outside of your uterus which is it mimics the same oh my god which is nuts so there's nowhere for that breakdown of cells and blood to go that's what's causing all the pain <gasps> so it just like goes it's into just, your body wherever yeah. isn't that crazy bodies are nuts bro wow <laughs> i mean that's like so yeah so the tissue is trapped there's nowhere for it to like it can't leave. expel yeah and so you can develop cysts in your ovaries and surrounding tissues can develop scarring and adhesions with which scarring, like you have more of that fibrous tissue that um, develops on top of it, exacerbating your endometriosis. Your pelvic tissue and organs can stick to each other. There's so much. So they get like fused. Yeah, yeah, with the with the fibrous tissue. Yeah, a lot of a lot of your body is basically like going haywire and not not understanding what tissue is the bad tissue. And that's like a huge amount of people to have it. Like one in ten. Right. That that's means nuts. they think like so that'd be like two hundred million people uh who have periods worldwide would have that. Um so yeah. I, I and they said like it can also oh and it can also cause infertility. Right. Yeah. See, yeah, and I think that's the context in which I hear about it the most as I feel like when, right. well, and I imagine that people get diagnosed once they're trying to conceive is mm-hmm. like probably that's when they're like, oh, something's not working. Right. Why isn't it easy? Well, you, they said you can only diagnose it through surgery. La- surgery. I know, which Does is Does that make sense either? Like, don't we have some A kind laroscopy, of, I think. Yeah, called. laparoscopy, where they, Thank that's you. where they do the, I had a, abdominal laparoscopy mm. it's just a little tiny if that makes you feel any better yeah the, it's a inc- small the incisions incision. are just yeah yeah but um i wonder if everyone gets that to get a diagnosis a diagnosis or if people are just like okay well this is probably endometriosis i read that that's like the had quote-unquote gold standard that's how you get an official diagnosis for endometriosis is you have to go through surgery because usually it's not visible on any imaging tests um unless it's like if you're in like stage four well it's four stages is it four stages yeah like minimal mild or sorry mild moderate um minimal mild moderate and severe um which I guess that that just depends on how far it's progressed. But people take years, unlike you know, just like other things um, that usually have to do with women and our bodies. It mm-hmm. takes seven years on average for someone to get diagnosed. Yeah, seven to ten years. That's for only- a diagnosis. Seven to ten years of suffering, and probably being told like, "Oh, this is normal. Just put on a heating pad." You know. Yeah. But there have been some like high profile celebrities that have talked about their experiences with endometriosis. Like I think um, Halsey, uh, Lena Dunham, and I think Susan Sarandon have all given public talks about it. Susan Sarandon. And just like not being just and this is back to I mean the same thing we come back to again and again, not being believed. Right. Um, Yeah. And people, your like, pain being written off as oh she's probably exaggerating, exaggerating hysteria. Yeah, she's hysterical. You know, not believing women when they're actually suffering. And also, like it really got me thinking. Like, did anybody ever talk to you about what a normal period, period looks like? Yeah, like I knew I was gonna get my period, but I don't think anyone 
Well, I mean, I personally have Googled what the fuck my period is. Like, mm-hmm. haven't you Googled, like, it's really dark or why are there, right. why is there a clump in it or, yeah. uh, you know. I think we might have learned, like, the different coloring, like, the darker. I don't know if we learned that in school or if that was my own Just research. Google, yeah. Yeah, because, like, darker blood is like, oh, that blood's been in there for a while. It's but that's like still, finally coming out. It's like, that's okay. That's still all I know. And I'm like, <laughs> right. well, how'd it get stuck there? Like, I don't. <laughs> Because I have a thing, like, I think the menstrual cup kind of, like, suctions it out a little bit mm. when you're, like, pulling it out. I do like the menstrual cup, dude. Well, I think and it's I, a great way to go. I also think it probably lets you be a little more in touch with mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. your period is. Because, like, when it's on the tampon, it's just, well, you're just poop and tossing it. Yeah. And you don't get to necessarily, and plus, I guess it's getting absorbed. But when it's right. in the cup, I'm like, oh, I really note, like, oh, wow, that is way darker in mm-hmm. color. Or like the um, the tampon, if it's sitting there for a minute, sometimes it'll just like darken, I feel like, um, right, on its own, too. So I think it's that's probably um, a good way to start, you know, get more in at touch it. with your period. Yeah. Figure out like what is normal for you, but also like asking, like, we should probably all just, ask each other about our like if somebody's telling you like if your friend's saying hey i'm having really terrible cramps Mm -hmm. i think you could say like maybe you should get that checked out you know um i actually i was having a conversation with a 12 year old about cramps and i was trying to kind of content contextualize it like yes i get cramps you know but if it's really really bad like if this is so bad you can't get out of bed then that's a problem then, and that's not normal then that's not normal yeah. and there are other things that could be going on but i don't feel like anyone ever i mean my periods of course my periods have been were super mild when i was younger and they're just worse now um but that's the opposite with me i had heavier periods when i was younger but i wasn't on Birth control. Birth You're control. on hormonal birth yeah. control. Yeah, now I'm no hormonal birth control. So I don't really know. Um, but this is this is incredibly poorly understood. They don't. Mm-hmm. They just don't know no shit. Um, so I, half of women who are infertile have endometriosis. Wow. And and they're like, you know, and I think that that's when it ends up coming up. Um, but I know friends or I, and I was looking at TikToks too of like, you know, people sharing their stories. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, a big part where people are saying that they figured it out then or their journeys to get past the endometriosis and having, um, you know, to do IVF and stuff, which mm. I think is a lot of times uh, the route that people end up going. Um the in the UK they did a study and eight percent they showed that only eight percent of teen girls knew what endometriosis was, but thirty nine percent could identify Parkinson's disease, which only Makes affects sense. a tenth of the number of people. Um, but just generally speaking, like re- all research, um, like there's no because I was looking at it, you know, I was thinking we did that breast cancer episode, mm-hmm. like race for the cure, right? Um. There's not really like a, a race for endometriosis. Right. Like yeah. the, there's not like let's end it. There's not a lot of research dollars. And the endo. There's your hashtag. Yeah. End end oh. <laughs> um But um Yale Medicine is developing they've developed a new blood test to to detect <gasps> endometriosis, which is great. I don't know how much that's been in use, but that was just like a quick blurb on their website. So then you wouldn't have to do the surgery. You wouldn't have to have that surgery, yeah, to diagnose it, which is fantastic yeah i mean it just seems like if one in ten 
people with periods have it, like someone should be, you know, looking into that. Right. Yeah. Figuring out how to diagnose it without cutting somebody open. Yeah. Or and also just at like that should just be a standard question. You know, like now they're screening you at the doctor for depression. That's like a normal, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Hey, tell me about your period. What is it like? How much pain are you in? Right. Um. You know, because I feel like there's like that whole stereotype of like, oh, she's just trying to get out of gym class or whatever, you know, which like, don't get me wrong. I always want to get out of gym class. I definitely use that excuse to get out of my taekwondo classes. I have definitely. It's really bothering me, dad. (laughs) My mom was so on my side. She's like, Tim, you don't understand. (laughs) But my mom had really bad periods. So, well, I mean, maybe she has something going on, you know, Oh, she she did. She had to have a hysterectomy. I mean, it was it was fucked up in there. But they, what was, do you know if it was like a, I don't know if she, I don't think she had endometriosis because I would know that, but. I, well, and that, but also. excessively and she could not get out of bed. But maybe that is what she had and they maybe. just didn't have a word for it. Because like the other thing that I um, was seeing is that like they just jumped to hysterectomy really fast for like anything that's yeah. wrong. Um, yeah. Or a oof, oofectomy. That m- removes your ovaries. I like that one. Oh. It's double O. Oof. Oof. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's that's like, you know, I I think that's like a whole separate episode that we could dive into with, with hysterectomies because I, I really think that they do them a little willy-nilly. I mean, yeah. just from the number of people that I know. But with endometriosis, they do hysterectomies, but it doesn't fix the problem. You could still have the growth. The tissue still grows yeah. uh, in other places. Yeah, it makes sense if it's not going to grow in but your. But they're they're guiding women to like this is your solution. That. Hmm. Uh, so that's not well. Good. You, so I mean, other treatments are the pill um, to stop the progression of the tissue. If that doesn't work, you have progestin, which inhibits estrogen and stops endometrial tissue growth. You have. Danazol, which is another, um, it's, this is not, people don't like the side effects of this because it's a male hormone derivative of testosterone. So your side effects are hair growth and acne, which doesn't seem ideal. Um, yeah. Gonadotrophin is. Yes. I was yeah. like, are you going to say that? Cause I was, <laughs> I was looking at the word, like, I don't want to try it. That was great. I think that's it. No, that was perfect. Releasing <laughs> Hormones um, stops estrogen and progestin. It, apparently, that's the really effective one. But they it, said it causes temporary menopause. Okay, that's the one that does it. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, that is. You see that in a lot of people who talk about having endometriosis, getting menopause at like fifteen. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds. So there's not an ideal. I mean, and these are sem- these are these aren't treating the cause. They're treating well because we don't know what the cause is. Symptoms. Just symptoms. Yeah, you can take like NSAID pain relievers also. Right, serious pain relievers. Or- um, and then there's a new there's a new drug out that um is supposed to help with it. But I I was looking just briefly at it. It's like Orlissa, I think. Um, you know, but it's still like some. I w- I never trust these fucking trendy little marketed rando mm. medicines but mm-hmm. um you can only take it for up to six months it said and the side effects looked terrible like hot flashes nausea yeah, vomiting going I through mean, menopause nobody wants at that. that point then aren't you just i mean it's just a different kind of suffering right seems like i guess yeah. i guess that's for you maybe try it and it's for you to decide which is worse um 
Or you can have more surg- like surgery. Right, the operative laparoscopy. Cut, yeah. out, cut out that tissue. But then it seems like you would have to do it again. But then it can grow back. Yeah. Um, or they can cut the nerves in your pelvis Ugh. to like try to reduce the pain receptors. Oh, geez. I just think that there is like not a great understanding of how... Women's bodies work? Well, yeah, and how pain, pain works. Uh, just in general, like... I think, and and the one thing that I think is really interesting, this isn't considered an autoimmune disease. I'm very fascinated by autoimmune diseases right, right. and believe that I have one, even though I don't know what it is. Um, but they, yeah, it still increases your risk for autoimmune diseases. Suspicious, and it triggers an immune system imbalance. Yeah, and if you have an immune system disorder, they think that could be a cause of endometriosis. Oh, so it could work both ways. Mm-hmm. So may so potentially an autoimmune disease causes it. Mm-hmm. I, I just, have no idea. I want to know. I want to know so much about about autoimmune diseases too. But yeah. the with the fact of the matter is, like, apparently this isn't even taught in like gynecological schools. Like, it's not it. It's not. I would watch this interview with this nurse who was like, "I never learned about this until oh, wow. my patients just started reporting." Like she basically figured out about it on the job. Um, but I feel like that should be part of like here. You know, when you get your period, this is what it might feel like, and if you feel this way, you should talk to someone. Right. Just how you everyone knows about toxic shock syndrome. Right. Everyone knows about that. That should be like one of the main things you learn too. Um, and and like that's I feel like any time we have this is why I'm all for talking about our periods. I try to I actually actively work to bring up my period in social <laughs> settings now. Well, I mean, if it's happening, if it's relevant, if it's part of what is going on, like I feel like we have to normalize like, OK, we can yeah. discuss this together. Also, you can tell someone that you're, you know, like also your partner or something like that. Like you could definitely like now I just say like. I feel like I used to just try to hide it and push through. But now I'm just like, ow, I hurt. I'm going to lay here and do nothing right now. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to, you know, get an ice pack or like warm up a sock full of rice. I do that. Do you know that you can do that? That's your own little heating pad. Rice in a sock in the microwave. Boop. Do you wet the rice in the sock? No. Dry. No, we're not cooking it. Okay. <laughs> I was like, do it, you need a, a little that's bit That's only if you water? want sticky rice. It actually weirdly <laughs> does feel snack. kind you of just... steamy. Right? And then afterwards, you reach your hand into the sock and <laughs> you can cry while you watch that sounds your, great. your movies. Uh, but that's, you know, like I think you have to share with someone else what is happening. Also, if you have a, um, if you have like a relative, like a sister or a mother that has this, then... Um, increases your chances yeah you could have it too some so some of the like causes that they think they're they're not certain on any of this but i thought this was interesting retrograde menstruation which i've never heard do you think that that's like does that have to do with it's when mars is in retrograde i knew it (laughs) i knew it then your shit starts growing (laughs) no but it's um so it's menstrual blood containing endometrial cells flow back up your fallopian tubes into your pelvic cavity instead of out of the body so everyone has experiences retrograde menstruation on some level when you have your period some of these endometrial cells go back up through your fallopian tubes but interesting but 10 percent of people 
where this happens, they develop endometriosis. So it's only 10%. So I don't know how true that is of, of a cause of endometriosis, but that's just something that they found. Well, I mean, I guess it just explains that the cells are going there and then right. I guess maybe yeah. some people's bodies react to that, but that sounds like a way. really normal process. Like I can it is, see yeah. how it would go back up there too. Like just seems like it makes sense. Right. Do you think it's because we're plugging it up? Do you think we should just be free bleeding? Free bleeding it. I don't know. That's what I really like. I think the menstrual crop is one of the greatest inventions. Like I have less cramps when I use the menstrual crop. I love it. Yeah, I think that it, I mean, if you can get it in and out, like, and that really is. Yeah, it is. It is a challenge. And if you're not right next to a sink, like, that's it's and not I've, ideal. And I've definitely talked to people who have trouble with, like, the fit of it and stuff. I wish you could, they should sell a kit, like, where you could, I mean, you can get a fleshlight kit. Why can't they make that for that? Where you can, like, really custom, imagine if it was really custom fit to your vagina. Um, Or is that a thing? There's there's at least one company I know where they have like four different sizes and they say like because mine came with two yeah but then I lost the smaller one and now I've been stuck using the bigger one and Mm. it's really significantly less comfortable yeah the bigger one is for women who've given birth for the most part yeah Yeah, but I just like fuck it I don't know where that other one is so damn you need to I'll, I know I'll I just get need, you a smaller one Shit, I, just I don't need, want you to be suffering with them it's not cup. like it's not like the work I do I fr- but I usually free bleed through my worst day and then if yeah. I can't if I can if my work schedule allows it's it's the spring though it's not gonna happen for me <laughs> right now <laughs> um <laughs> and then like other causes are just like they're just guessing what your cells are doing and they're just like oh for some reason your abdomen lining cell- cells are transforming into endometrial like cells and they don't really have an explanation for that that would suggest an immune disorder because your body is attacking itself and it's not some things it- are not computing correctly but, yeah and then that just brings about a lot more questions. Because it seems to me that autoimmune diseases appear to affect women much more yeah. frequently. Mm-hmm. So so, so there's got – I mean, I just I, – I think there, feel, there has to be like an environmental reason or a reason of something that we're doing. Or maybe – I mean, have have has this existed for all of – That's what I'm wondering. Time? And then like, God, those poor women who <laughs> – yeah, there's nothing you yeah. could do about it. Well, no, but back then I feel like depending on I guess it depends on which period in history, but I think Shoot there were times when you were opium. just like allowed to lay to just lay. Right. I mean, I I do love the idea of like if it was just my sacred week, this is how I want my period to be. I want it to be my sacred week where people come and lay gifts at my feet and say, "Ah, woman." No, um and no, like I really think I do think I should I I think I should get treated special. Um here's some chocolate. Oh, that'd be great. And that helps. That helps a little I bit. I would like chocolate and chips or pretzels. Mm, I need that salty. The sweet and salty. Yeah. But if that's been yeah, I mean, there's just there's no excuse for why we haven't worked harder to to identify to identify <laughs> yeah. it. And also, like, if you do have this, to me, it seems like you should be able to adjust your, you know, work schedule around mm-hmm. your period. Like, um, 
because I, I feel like I could totally – I mean, I feel like I do that as somebody who has my own business. Like I definitely know – if I can, I try to make room and I re- – like and I just give myself – leeway like i know like oh i have my period today i'm not going to do as much work yeah. as i normally yeah, do take it take it slow yeah and i feel like all companies could do that we could just trust people to get their jobs done um the situation obviously um as is typically the case is definitely worse for people of color and also the lgbt um community which i feel like as far as not being believed mm-hmm. um and, you know, it's important for us to recognize that, like, there are men who have periods, too, you know. Um, and I imagine that, like, in those cases, it might be even more difficult to start to talk about these yeah, things. Yeah, to advocate for yourself. Yeah. I mean, this is another example of how much they don't know about this disease. Surgical scar implantation is one of their, like, one of their possible causes they listed and that's like scarring after a C-section or a hysterectomy can cause your endometrial cells to attach to the incision. But then they're saying risk factors to endometriosis <laughs> is never giving birth. So I I'm like, what? That. So if you give birth, if you don't give birth, you also, fucked like, way. Also, it can cause infertility. So like, right. then how are you supposed to... Ha- I mean, first of all, don't have a baby for pain relief. <laughs> That's just not the move. For pain relief? Yeah. Oh, right. Because, yeah, they said pregnancy can lessen can your symptoms. Can help you. Yeah. But, I mean. Yeah, it's insane. Um, and, and go away with menopause. I can kind of see how pregnancy might be able to help you in the sense of, like, it's got to be some kind of, like, womb reset when you're, like, going into this whole other yeah functionality, maybe. Right. But, like. Why are they even bothering? And that bothering? new cell is just specifically in the uterus, so maybe your body is focusing everything, everything. on that instead of like on your ovaries or wherever. But and yeah, I, it's just it's it's yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's it's bonkers. I can't believe it. Um, I and I just want oh, and here are some other risk factors for you too, just to uh, keep an eye out for if you have a short menstrual cycle. So let's say you go over twenty six, twenty seven days. You got your period before you were age eleven. I feel like that's been a um, like a common one, like early periods, mm-hmm. which again that makes me think about environmental causes, right? Yeah, um, because that's like yeah, period ages are trending downward, mm-hmm. um, and also if your period lasts more than than seven days, which I would say mine's consistently like right at a seven day mark. Mine was definitely seven or more when I was not on any kind of hormonal birth control but now it's like four sometimes three. and al- and also there's like long-term risks of taking hormonal birth I mean if of you course, were yeah. if you haven't if you found out you had endometriosis when you're 14 mm-hmm. I don't know if it's safe to take hormonal birth control from 14 to 50 you know potentially I started on birth control when I was in seventh or eighth grade and you've been on it ever since mm-hmm. that was a pill yeah. Wow. Because of my periods. But strokes. Haven't had one yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. I'm just super cautious, you know, yeah, always yeah. about the hormones. Um, yeah. Hormones fuck with you, man. I just don't think they've ever really. I mean, it's because of shit like this that I don't trust it because, like, clearly they've never studied it. Like, clearly they were just like, we found birth control. We know it doesn't kill you to just take yeah. this on a daily, you know, basis. And also you're not going to have babies at right. the end. 
you know, that yeah. just seems like where they're at <laughs> to me. Um, but yeah, if anybody who's listening has had this experience, um, please share with us. I know I, I definitely have a, a few close friends who have it, but like you can talk to your friends about it too like once I read about this I'm like oh my god like these people that I know are dealing with this having this intense suffering if you ever just want to call for I'll be your primal scream hotline oh yeah you know just like honestly I love a primal scream I know we need to make an effort to like have a have a monthly we should have done it It was the full moon um, to just have a scream fest let it all out but you know I mean, I feel like if we if we normalized periods, then you would mm-hmm. be able to talk to your employer about it. And there were people they I, I saw this one stat that like women on average lose twelve thousand dollars a year from having endometriosis, I guess, between the medical oh, wow. costs and then it can affect your employment. Like if you if. Yeah, you can't go to work. I mean, this could you clearly this could be so bad that you can't go to work. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, we we've got a. um just like bring it i mean i think you should be able to make your schedule based on that um like hey i know i'm gonna need these days off every month yeah that's or i'll work from home you know i mean now that we're working from home we should all be doing that yeah um as much as we can um but i really hope that we can see more money go into research Mm -hmm. and like we it almost is like that's so shitty but it is like you have to make it trendy i think now like to get, you know, like I think that's to how get attention. Yeah. that's how research works. Yeah. Um. So it helps for people to share about it, and I definitely appreciate everybody I know who has has brought it up. Um. And hopefully, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, you definitely know someone who has it. There's no way you don't. Yeah. Um. And it might be, and it could be you, and you don't even know. Right. Uh. In which case, I hope it doesn't take you seven years. But the, I think out, yeah. I think that that's the interesting thing, though. Like in the information age, like I think that um that nurse that I was referencing earlier, she said that like her patients are the ones who started educating right. her. Yeah. Because now people are seeing like learning about this shit on. Right. People like, are googling. I think people are getting better at advocating for their own uh, bodies nowadays too. Well, just because it's kind of the only, the only way. <laughs> yeah. That's the only way you're going to get there. Yeah. But I mean, as long as we still have problems with our, um, you know, our healthcare system mm-hmm. too, it's it's it might not be. I mean, I just can't imagine the expenses that it would take, like, to spend seven years to deal with this of going to a doctor, mm-hmm. like doing all, you know. And then once you have a diagnosis, I know a lot of people are still like in incredible pain. They pay for acupuncture. They pay for chiropractors. That's that's not covered. By insurance usually so that's all out of pocket yeah and and those i bet you that there really is value to those real things you mm-hmm. know especially like eastern medicine that's existed for i mean they honestly they quite frankly they may know more about this like right. they're because they're much more i feel like it is much more in tune with like the body and how you're feeling and right. where things are connected like when i would go to i loved going to acupuncture and i would be I need to go back. Why did I ever stop? Well, it's a pandemic. Money? I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, no, but there's school, like affordable. You can go to acupuncture schools or there's, um, I mean, it's cheaper than my therapy. Hmm. Um, and, uh, but yeah, like they're very in, in touch with how all of those things go together. And they'll actually, at, they ask you at acupuncture when your period is. Oh. 
Because I think I, I I'm not an acupuncturist, but I think it plays into That's interesting. Yeah, I think it plays into like where your body is in the like they're actually yeah. considering where you are in your cycle, mm-hmm. which I think we should all consider that like right in all aspects of what we're doing, you know, and how you're going to feel that week. Like that's really helped change my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I yeah, try the cupping. Have you seen that? Oh, I've done it. That looks cool. I oh, light nice. it on fire. Oh, they light on fire. That's how it does it. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. It's cool, but it does look like you have wild fucking crazy hickeys right. all over yeah. your body. Yeah. Just giant circle hickeys. I but all... it looks like it feels good. Uh, it does. I went on a walk with my mom and she just had like, I thought that she just had hickeys all over her neck. Like she didn't bring it up. And then I was like, and then she, I don't know how we ended up figuring out. I'm like, mom, you should have told me. I was just like, I I just thought like TMI mom, you know, (laughs) someone's really going to town on you, but hers are all at her neck. That's funny. Um, yeah, I recommend it. But yeah, if you guys have, or if anybody is listening and has found something, like some alternate strategy mm, that yeah. helps them deal with it, um, you know, I think crowdsourcing that information is probably- oh, definitely. Is the way to do it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. What's me?